0: basic snitches. I'm Adam. I'm Tara. Here we are. We are discussing chapter 12 and it is called Professor Umbridge. I mean you pronounce it the way that you want to. I'll pronounce it the way that I want to. (laughs) I noticed. (laughs) How are you today? I'm all right. We have ordered Chinese food. Hell yes. Uh, Let me say it correctly this time. We have ordered pop so that we can put liquor in it. Previously, I said, what did I say? Well, we have, we have ordered liquor so that we can put alcohol <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah, because that's how we roll. That's what we do here at Basic I Spacious. just said
1: the words, that's how we roll, guys. What do you mean, that's how we roll? Said oh, that. egg
0: roll, that's how we yep, egg roll. that's how we egg roll. That's what you meant. Yep. Correct. We did not forget to order them this time. was <laughs> so sad last time. Speaking of last time. Last time. Oh, wait, but before we get into last time, do you want to do Patreon motherfuckers?
1: (laughs) Yeah, let me just do a shout out. Thank you to all of our patrons.
0: A.K.A. Patreon motherfuckers.
1: A.K.A. Patreon motherfuckers. (laughs) Congratulations on your new nickname. So thanks again, Nisi, Brian, Olivia, Brittany, Marybeth, and Ashley. Yeah. We love you guys. If you are not currently a patron, you know where to go. Go to our website, basicsmitches.com, Click on the Patreon little icon Adam put on there. It's uh, $3 a month, and you get extra content that's uh, Adam and I just fucking around doing more fun stuff. This week, you will get a fun attempt at a game that we... May or may not do well. Well we'll see what happens. But we make no promises about anything in life. Really, seriously check it out. Sign up. We're fun. Thank you again, you guys. Perfect. I am perfect. He's gonna cut that out because he knows it's not true. <laughs>
0: Plot twist. I'm still here. What? <laughs>
1: What happened in the last chapter? So the last chapter, which was chapter 11, The Sorting Hat's new song. Winner and loser of the chapter. This is such a fucking cop out, but I really don't care. The winner of the chapter is Hermione. There's not really a clear winner in the chapter, yeah. but I want to give it to Hermione because she really is always so focused, always. And it's the beginning of a school year, and this is maybe the easiest she has it the entire fucking school year. Before classes start, that's when Hermione is having the best days. The loser of the chapter. Oh, can I guess? Oh.
0: Is it Sir Nicholas? No. Oh, he had words about I did. Words, so well, cuz I found yes. I
1: just found him to be very annoying. I still love him. Yeah. Is it no. Umbridge? The loser of the chapter is Umbridge. Oh, you sorry. interrupted Dumble, and he was just trying to welcome his fucking kids to school, which is real rude. Also, okay, wait your turn, bitch. You
0: were nasty gr- gross <coughs> wench. Whoop, my phone fell on the floor. That's how we're that, doing tonight, umbridge. folks. That's Umbridge. Umbridge is like, "No, her spirit is here with us." <laughs> which is gross. I got to like some incense. <laughs> on that note, oh, no, that note. <laughs> i wrote a thing oh, you wrote a
1: thing you sent it to me let me just pull that up on my phone i think for tara it's the first day of classes harry is irritable this is not going to be a good day long story short nearly everyone is either boring or a massive asshole and ron and hermione keep asking him not to take his anger out on them which is correct but also not terribly helpful angelina is there though too she is a ray of sunshine. Yay, Angelina. Then they get to Defense Against the Dark Arts, which technically this year is pink theory taught by an unqualified twat that has no intent to prepare children for the real world. Pink Nazi fuck loses her temper when she realizes she can't control children. She gives Harry detention and sends him out of the classroom because it's not hers, let's be clear, to see McG. Why are they call him McG? I'm sorry. The, uh, oh my god tells harry he needs to keep his head low and control his temper in a much better way and gives him cookies in fact this scene was almost the inspiration for the name of this podcast so that is a silver lining on the massive dump that is this chapter i can't wait to drive that pink menace into the ground with loss of points where's those graps when you need them
0: where is the graps where you need them
1: I forgot about the have a biscuit potter.
0: Yeah. When we originally were discussing this, we were actually at this event for my work and tara started talking about it and she mentioned have a biscuit potter. So you could be listening to Have a Biscuit Potter right now. Could this would be our like chapter.
1: That could be a segment. Have
0: a biscuit potter. It could be a segment. We
1: have plenty of things happening, so whatever. Maybe it Maybe will happen. Maybe it's a segment. Someday. If you have any
0: ideas about what those are. It's literally just when we talk about the food we're eating for the night. I don't know. They have a biscuit potter. Tonight is Chinese food. Or in some cases, <laughs> four biscuits that came in a pan from some restaurant <laughs> that I don't remember. Because that was what a goodness. glorious day.
1: <laughs> so anyway, this chapter, Professor
0: Umbridge. Mm-hmm. Woof. So we wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. And Seamus is like later days is it. And honestly, <laughs> I, I think that it's just that he is uncomfortable.
1: I think so too. I think that in this chapter, in the next chapter, there's a lot of making the point that Seamus is around and not actively berating Harry like he was the first night. We know that that's because he's forming his own opinions and he had to come back to Hogwarts to do that. So mentioning him at the beginning of the chapter is really important, I think.
0: And his own feelings, I think. There is a moment, I can't remember in which chapter, but there's one time where Harry's going up into the dormitories and he, like, passes Seamus and leaves him, like, slack-jawed. And I think even in that moment, it could have been an opportunity for an apology, knowing Seamus. Yeah. But Harry is in a whole different world. Well,
1: and we're not in that point of the story. and, And as everyone knows, there is a nice little conclusion between the two of them. But I think it's really great to open the chapter being like, this is the last thing we came out of. The next morning, Seamus is like, I gotta fucking go. Because also, it's the first day of classes. Yeah. It sucks that they had all that negativity the night before. Because now, trying to get started after all this, is it's gotta be
0: hard, you know? Mm. Harry's already in a nasty mood, too. <sighs> which, that will just continue to snowball. But... Hermione kind of sets Harry straight. In these next couple chapters, they're constantly like, could you please not bite my head off?
1: Yeah, I think Ron does it a couple times too, or maybe once, but Hermione does it a couple times. I said this a couple chapters ago. Sometimes that's what you need. Like, you need the right person to set you straight, because obviously Harry wouldn't be taking it out on them if they weren't the people he loved the most. Mm -hmm. But there's like a comfort to that. And as the people who love him the most, they're the ones that are like, yeah, he needs to be able to get that out. So, like, that contrast is really important. I appreciate that Hermione calls him out for it because by the second or third time it happens, he is very apologetic. Yeah. He's not very apologetic, but he's acknowledging of it, which is important. We've all done that.
0: I think it's good that he is acknowledging it too because I found myself being like, Hermione's totally right. Don't well, she is. Bite my head off. It's just my keys.
1: What are you gonna do with I'm those? Like,
0: oh, he's gonna go drive your car. He's he's stealing your car right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go save
1: my car from Bentley. No, actually, I'm just making sure that my bag
0: is. Oh come my god! Yeah, because that, <laughs> sometimes when you hear those sounds, you're like, "Oh my god, what is this?" I did find what Hermione was saying to be correct, but there were some times too where I'm like, "This feels like such a dark." chapter which is strange because this also represents the chapter where we're back in the magic world it's like the schedule chapter we have this in every single yeah. book but because it becomes progressively darker and more intense and more heavy that is where i'm like yeah it doesn't feel great to have your head bit off by harry but i don't think it feels helpful at one point
1: uh, yeah you said that in your thing and i think that that's a really good way to say that because hermione is kind of problematic in this part of the book anyway mm. just to kind of give it context they meet up in the common room the next morning the three of them obviously Hermione meets the boys down there and she's like the fucks up with the weasley is trying to Mm. do their new jobs or whatever and she notices that Harry seems off and she asks him what's wrong they fill her in on what happened with Seamus and she goes well Lavender also feels that way and Harry immediately jumps on her Mm -hmm. and she's like no I told the bitch to shut up and it'd be great if you would also fucking shut up
0: yeah and that's what I'm like yeah this feels better to me than yeah. some of the future ones. Like, there's one where they're at divination, where Ron is like, hey, Hermione said again, like, could you not, like, bite her heads off? Sometimes, by that point, and we're not even at the climax, ooh, I don't really want to call Umbridge the climax, but <laughs> <laughs> She is in this chapter. <laughs> that feels... I, oh, yes. I'm i sorry. I need to pause recording so I can go take a shower. <laughs> I just need to do a really big shot of something. Oh, the food is on the way. We oh, are, yeah. We, we shall be having alcohol in our, in our pop very soon. I was about to say it again. We're going to have alcohol <laughs> in our liquor very soon. It does feel worse, I think, as it goes on. But here, it's fine. And I'm glad that you mentioned the whole thing with the twins because that is this through line that breaks up a lot of this terrible stuff that seems to compound and compound. And I had actually written, like, exactly what is the, like, Help Wanted poster. And then, of course, we learn, like, two seconds later that they're testing out their Skyling snack boxes on the first
1: place. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to establish everything that's going down. That's the beginning of the school year, you know. They do have the conversation about how Ron and Harry are like, by the way, still not interested in being friendly with Slytherins. And Hermione's like, well, I think we should try. And I'm thinking, Hermione, literally in like a few pages, you're going to be like, fuck everyone. Yeah, so fuck that pansy bitch. Because they were talking about the fact that Hermione remembered something what Dumbledore said last year.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: Ron's like, how the fuck did you remember that? She's like, I listened.
0: Well, and so. it's very good for them to continue to bring that up. The whole, like, unity thing. Dumbledore saying it. It is perhaps a good point that, like, maybe nobody really believed it back then. And at some point, I can remember if it's here or elsewhere, they talk about, like, what it felt like and how it was such a flurry of information all at once Mm -hmm. it is good to point out here that hermione is also getting the daily profit for that information she is and i'm like good for you he's
1: like what the hell and she's like i gotta know what the enemy be saying
0: yeah i can't go on facebook anymore sometimes like well like
1: i get it you know and there's something to be said about the people who take the time to be like i just have to know things so that i can understand things that are gonna come across my desk she is very aware of the importance of knowing what's being said well you saw all summer harry wasn't privy to any of this and he came in not knowing anything and no one else was going to tell him she is the fount of knowledge as far as everything because Mm -hmm. she's Hermione takes a lot of bravery honestly to be the person that's like I'm going to take this hindrance upon myself
0: the headache of reading all these lies knowing that they're lies yeah and knowing she
1: can't really do anything about it
0: yeah like ignorance is bliss in this case in my opinion but I understand the importance Mm. of it the other very important thing that happens here is that Angelina,
1: Angelina is around. <laughs> yes. I was like, Angelina, and I love Angelina, all she comes in. She's like, Do you have a good summer? I don't give a shit. Let's talk about Quidditch. And I was like,
0: "Fine." there she is. Fine with it.
1: She doesn't probably actually want to hear Harry respond to that because he's going to lie and say, yes, it was fine. Or it's going to be awkward because we all know Harry did not have a good summer.
0: Yes, (laughs) exactly. She's like all about it. So then we get the schedules. McGonagall comes around and gives them their schedules. And I think it's strange that they learn about their schedule the same day as their first day. I do too. This happens every year. I think the exciting thing about going back to school is knowing ahead of time in like preparing for that and then this schedule truly does completely suck mm-hmm. their tuesday thursdays are way better assuming that it's you know it's on that sort of schedule yeah and so their first class right magic yes so that one is a little bit meh it's like whatever they started off with the more mellow one i think it's boring sure but whatever. And I don't necessarily know if it starts in that this class, but it is worth mentioning the owls that mm-hmm. are brought up in every single class. More notably, I think, is when it's brought up in potions. Because what kind of hit me is that Snape says something along the lines of, I expect everybody to do well in their owls, but past this year, I will not be with any of you anymore and technically he's not going to be with anybody after this year because next year he's going to be defense against the dark Hearts.
1: right well he doesn't say anyone he says he's only going to accept
0: that, yeah, the best that's I mean. which
1: it's literally him saying i'm gonna see like four of you next year and you're all fucking slytherins
0: yeah which is ironic that we do of course see harry and potions which is the whole setup for the next book
1: yeah, i have a lot of thought like i
0: cannot wait to discuss that Which won't be till like, nine months from now. Yeah, seriously. Plus nine months. Yeah. Uh, Or nine months plus, I should say. (laughs) Not in 18 months. It, that's that's a little bit too far away in terms of how potion goes a lot of it is kind of like how i typically <clears throat> expect potions to go you know but it does feel a lot more of the focus on harry which gives in to what we talked about of like things kind of getting more and more heavy for him they talk about how crab or goyle like fucked up and almost burned down the classroom and poor neville needs yet another cauldron His like Five hundred and seventeenth cauldron. Or no. <laughs> because it turned into concrete. But like the focus was all on Harry, which is like obviously exactly not what he needs right now.
1: Snape is back on his bullshit. We start That's totally what the book. Is. And he says, I take only the very best into my NEWT potions class, which means that some of us will certainly be saying goodbye. His eyes rested on Harry and his lip curled. Harry glared back, feeling a grim pleasure. At the idea that he would be able to give up potions after fifth year. It just frustrates me. This whole class, which you literally just went through, ends in him and Harry in this state of, this is so fucking unfair. The potion I was doing, it wasn't good, but he wasn't given a chance to turn anything in. And meanwhile, people with terrible potions were going to be able to get a grade. It just continues to show just how horrible he is to students and how he like, Hermione does it perfectly and he's like, "Mm, no. I'm not gonna acknowledge that like the way he treats harry's friends too of course but harry gets the bunch of it and it's just like the first day of class
0: it's the first day of class so that does add to it i think more for me the focus was on harry than snape because like you said he's back in his bullshit this <clears throat> is to be expected right but it's like really does this need to happen now to harry on the first day that's the bigger I mean, thing to me
1: it doesn't but it will because it's i mean snape. of course
0: it will what else did you have to say? You said that there was Oh, we set. just,
1: we skipped over, like, all of the conversation where Fred and George were like, oh, Prefix want to get a Skyping snack box because Ron was like, oh, I don't want to do this. And they argue with Hermione about the importance of owls. And Ron drops this real rude statement where he's like, yeah, you guys got, what, like, three each? And I'm like, rude, Ron. Because honestly... Here it is. Fred and George are the smartest members of the fucking Weasley family. They are successful, intelligent businessmen. And after we know how far they go with Weasley's wizard, wheezes you're like, they are brilliant. So it, her, it makes me kind of mad that Ron's like, what, three each? And I'm like, Ron, you haven't even had them.
0: I wouldn't go so far as say that they're the most intelligent because there's different types of intelligence. Right. And we see that with all of the Weasleys.
1: Including Ron. Yeah. You know, but it's just one of those things where I'm just like, hmm. It makes me mad that Ron says that, but at the same time, I'm like, it's a but they give him too. so much shit for being a prefect, so I get it.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's a, a siblings thing, it makes sense with a lot of that in terms of like the owls and everything. I'm like, that's just kind of the theme in the chapter, and of course, yeah. like I said, the Skything Snack Boxes being also this kind of through line.
1: And then we also get to see Cho.
0: Oh, we do see Cho here, okay.
1: Cho comes in and she's starting to have a nice conversation with Harry, and then Ron is like, Oh, I gotta insult your Quidditch team.
0: Oh, I guess that is before Potions. Yeah, okay. this is all before they
1: leave the Great Hall. Harry's just like, I can't catch a fucking break with this
0: girl. Yeah.
1: And I also just appreciate that Hermione tries to tell Ron off about it, and he's over his head. She's like, couldn't you tell she wanted to talk to Harry? No one was stopping it, anyone. Like He just yeah. he didn't get it. Like, oh, Ron. So what
0: I wrote about this was that it's very very in character, I guess. It's and so in character. That's all I really care about, honestly. It's just one extra little thing for Harry to, get to get pissed off right. about
1: But I love it because Harry actually gets this interaction with Cho and him knowing that she doesn't hate him that's a really important yeah that she yeah, that's true. comes in and she wants to talk to him and everyone else is being shitty and she's not it would have been the highlight of the day if the rest of the day hadn't happened and erased any highlights Well,
0: yes that's true i mean you could almost even say that it is the highlight of the day because the rest of the day doesn't go great. well it is but i huh. think this got erased <laughs> yeah yeah everything else is so overwhelming it's
1: like that never happened now yeah
0: One other note that I do have here is that there's the mention of Spew again. And of course, we tend to see that come up a little bit more. Oh, it's coming up. You had mentioned that Hermione is kind of problematic during this time of the book. There are times where I definitely am all about Hermione, like her bullshit detector with Umbridge. For her to stick up to Harry and be like, hey, remember, we're the good guys. Don't shit on us. Things like that. But then some of these things about Spew and I mentioning Spew alongside all of this career prep stuff felt interesting to me and kind of like symbiotic. <laughs> like it yeah. Met, it matches
1: well, I guess. I mean, I think it does. Hermione ends up becoming the Minister of Magic yeah. by the time the next story in the canon happens. And that would be Cursed Child, you know. Hermione is Minister of Magic, and a person who is in this very, like, advocating sort of stance as a child, that's the kind of person you do want to be Minister of Magic, but at the same time, you're like, we don't expect that, we expect her to be, like, out here about elf rights and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Goes about it so wrongly.
0: She does. That's a good way to look at it, though, is that it's, like, laying the groundwork for what actually does become her future. They were talking about, like, what is it that you want to do in the future, with Ron mentioning being an aura and everything, and then, well, Maybe I'll do something with spew. So that was all kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, and we will be talking about curriculum, obviously, later this season in one of our special episodes. The way that Snape mentions it, which is maybe why I have it all lumped together here. Oh, okay. I found to be pretty helpful in showing the whole progression from owls to newts. So on and so forth. And maybe it's a British school thing. So maybe it's based off of that. Because I know they do have prefects. They have like the
1: A-levels and things like that.
0: Yeah. Well, and they're broken into houses there mm-hmm. and things of that nature. It is kind of nice to see, okay, you're at school for two years. And then you can add on these electives. And then you have the electives for two years. And then you have your first test. And that then determines what you're going to be doing in your final three years. hmm I kind of like that element of how the curriculum is structured, whether it is based on reality or not. But of course we'll talk about that more later this season with probably people who know a little bit more about fashioning together a curriculum. <laughs> Educational than I do.
1: curriculum, yeah. Because yeah. that's not me.
0: Yeah, seriously. I mean, I see stuff about it at work all the time and am involved in, you know, promoting that content. But I don't know. The way that Snape did talk about it to give a silver lining to Snape is that it made sense to me. Something about it resonated better with me.
1: So this is one of my biggest issues with Snape. Okay, this is not one of my biggest issues with Snape because this is actually a more positive thing. Snape is so capable. Yeah. But he doesn't choose to use his capability. He chooses to be an asshat. Yeah. But we see little things here and there, like it even happens in the the sixth book, where, yes, Harry is following Snape's book, but Harry's not an idiot when it comes to potions. He's just like anyone else. He follows instructions or whatever. The reason why he falls apart in Snape's class is very similar to the reason why Neville falls apart in Snape's class. Neville's afraid of Snape, and Harry is never going to feel like he can do anything because Snape treats him like shit, no matter what.
0: Yeah. Another area of capability that really jumps out to me is the end of the last book, where he's standing up to fudge too. And, I mean, they even say it in this instance of, well, maybe Snape will be better this year because he's part of the Order. But, of course, he's not. Right. So, that's exactly it. The fact that he is very capable, but he makes the choice not to is the main he
1: continually makes that choice, and that is my frustration with him, among other things.
0: Yeah. Now, another thing that I love about this potions class though is the draught of peace sounds fucking amazing I want and even like me the right side now.
1: effect oh he might never wake up okay
0: if, uh, cool I could use some sleep right. that sounds good to me no kidding so that was a moment of imperio to me right. I'm a myself exactly I, I'm a draught of peace myself well, yeah, I'd to make, sleep
1: I would work my ass off of perfecting that and I'd be like that's all I'm gonna do
0: I don't need my weed card anymore right. I'm just gonna have the draught of living peace And then another little thing is the homework. Technically, of course, it starts with bins. And there it's like a foot and a half about the whatever fucking war or whatever they were learning about and then snape gives a foot on the properties of moonstone i don't really have like a major thing because i didn't really look this up but this felt like actual tactile witchcraft stuff to me the properties of moonstone and putting Mm -hmm. it into a potion and stuff that is an actual crystal that does have those properties i mean i could look it up right now i have an app on my phone So Moonstone is good with dream work, intuition, and insight. So perhaps those are elements that when grinding it up and putting in this potion you get with the draught of peace, insight, intuition, and dream work is interesting that it's brought up here too. Mm-hmm. Because of course the next class
1: divination is
0: involved with dream work. And that book that they talk about, like the mm-hmm. Oracle of Dreams or whatever the fuck, I wrote it down somewhere. I have a lot of notes here. It's somewhere in my notes. The Dream Oracle. It, like, popped out at me.
1: (laughs) You're like, I want that book.
0: I want that book. Obviously, that's something I'm very interested in that I don't know nearly as much about. I don't know. I guess that's interesting with the Moonstone and this dream work. The fact that that's somewhat of a theme here with all the dreams that Harry is having, the coming up, the inner workings of the mind and everything. I think it's well placed. Oh, yeah.
1: I like that we get to see all of the stuff the first day. We get to see them go to each of the classes. The details, yeah.
0: We lose that, I think, a lot, and that's something that I always wish we would be able to see more. You know, the one thing that I always think about, and actually now I think about it, I think this was a final, but it's something like a tap-dancing pineapple. That pops out as, like, a class element <laughs> to me. from oh, the past. Times. Knowing a little bit more about, like, what they're learning and seeing that real-life... Equivalent is great. It's something that we don't really see a lot. So yeah, now that we are in Trelawney's class, and mm-hmm. it is worth saying before Trelawney's class, he's like getting up there. He's actually one of the first people there. So because Ron and like, Hermione are fighting, and he wants yeah, around them, he wants a little bit of private time. On the way there too, all these little things that are happening. I like can't can't stop talking about. Sir cadigan is like bugging him. I'm oh, right. I know that it's guy. Like, in any other instance, it would be like whatever it's one of the fucking portraits of course they do this thing all the time right but i think because of everything that has happened so far it's just just so annoying can i really get a fucking break from this shit and this was another moment where he's like waiting there underneath the like trap door into trolling's classroom where i'm like therapists man can we get some fucking therapists or counselors or something No,
1: especially not for
0: this poor child no like i said in the past That person that Hogwarts would hire for that is clearly Trelawney. Yeah. And here we are in her classroom.
1: This is when Ron is like, hey, could you not be Mm -hmm. a dick?
0: So that happens again. Not much else really happens in the class they actually have to read the chapter in the class and the homework for this one was to create the dream journal and to me i don't think that's a lot of work necessarily when you do dream are journal are they
1: supposed to like talk about what it means though too or no
0: i suppose maybe oh, yeah. make some sort of inference but what we find out that he does this is technically in the next chapter he's like oh i bought a pair of shoes let's see her come up with something dumb for that it can be as simple as that though it doesn't right. have to be like a whole big thing well yeah you know? I don't remember dreams so there have been times where I've woken up in the middle of the night and I like write a note on my phone because like some of my dreams have been so Uh clear and everything. Of course I'm a divination bitch Mm -hmm. so it's not a big deal for me but I even think of like they have two and a half feet of parchment to write. It's really not that much but then as we see especially in the next chapter it just keeps getting compounded 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 so
1: much homework for these poor kids Mm -hmm. at first but a lot of
0: it is actually based on what happens in this last class which is pink theory
1: i appreciate that everyone enters the class being like we have no fucking idea what to think and it's not just because no one knows who she is it's because they have had nothing structured or normal or regular in this room in five years yeah they walked in their first year and they're like, okay, this is our professor. They walked in the second year knowing that they were going to have new professor and it's this fucking half-assed celebrity. And then the next time it's, you know, like it's been constant. So they're like, who the fuck is this bitch? It's very interesting because at this point, I think they're all probably just like, please just don't let it be the worst thing ever. And unfortunately it is. <laughs> it very
0: much is. You know, she does say the thing about like, wow, like everything has been so out of order. At first sure that is correct
1: yeah she's not wrong about that but then she's like so let's just fucking up some more
0: yeah let's go all the way back to the beginning even though you're in the fifth year and you know this also even made me think of like what is the actual man this is the theme this episode curriculum of defense Mm -hmm. against the dark arts and we had talked about in the second year maybe that is when it should have been the curses and stuff who knows what quirrell did did quirrell do this like basic stuff that's what we talked about last time too
1: They don't really talk about it in the first book, about what he's doing. So imagine whatever it is, it's pretty standard.
0: Is this, like, almost rehashing that? Or, then again, is it very well the, like, ministry-approved curriculum, which... Is that something that she just came up with?
1: It's probably her and Fudge going in and being like, we have to undermine Dumbledore somehow. Yeah. And this is where we can get in.
0: And this is, like, the only class where we can provide a ministry-approved, in air quotes, curriculum. So right off the bat, my bullshit detector is, like, going off anytime Umbridge is around. But it's just one other thing where I'm like, okay, I already don't trust this. And then, of course, Umbridge's big mistake, and I said it when we were watching the movie, too, is assuming that the information that she teaches isn't preparing them for the real world. Like, that's the whole point, especially in that class. (laughs) i mean you could very well say others charms herbology, you know the basics that we obviously try to see transfiguration those are probably preparing them for the real world too but you wouldn't need that to happen in my class well it's not going to make a difference if we're attacked out in the real world yeah she goes off to say this is not verbatim by any means well what makes you think you're going to be attacked out in the real world then why are we in this class
1: my favorite thing ever is that it starts with hermione challenging her by sitting there not opening her book and waiting to be given an opportunity to ask why the fuck we're not using our goddamn wands in this class. And really, Hermione just getting it. And that spirals out into where it ends. She doesn't get it. Like, she doesn't think that the kids are smart enough to think of the fact that they need to be thinking outside the box, they need to be thinking outside the classroom. Yeah. She came here with the purpose of being like, You're going to teach them this boring-ass shit. They're going to get through their tests, and that's all we're going to do because the children are, as we obviously will get into more, Fudge is afraid that Dumbledore is trying to train up a fucking army Hogwarts so he can overthrow the Ministry. He's wrong, although there's something coming for you, Fudge. That is their way of doing that damage control. Except for these kids are smart enough and they're good enough to think beyond it. It starts with Hermione. She's the catalyst. Pavarti jumps in there. Dean jumps in mm-hmm. there. Obviously we know Harry jumps in there. Yeah. And it's not just Harry standing up for himself or what happened with Cedric. It's everyone standing up for the fact that one of our classmates died last year. Whether or not they fucking believe Harry, I don't think any of them... I mean, some of them probably do. Some of them might think that Harry killed Cedric, but more so they just want that clarification. One of the options is that Voldemort killed Cedric. That something not good killed Cedric Diggory. And here we are sitting in the classroom reading basic fucking magic textbooks and not learning how to defend ourselves.
0: I would go so far to even say one of the main options, even if you don't believe that Voldemort is back, the likelihood of Harry killing Cedric, I think, is pretty low. The biggest option is that something bad killed Cedric. And, like, I hadn't thought and about that. And that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have even written, you know, this is what happens when you have a person not, like, accredited to teach come in and do this. Yes, I'm all for shitting on Umbridge. I fucking hate her. But this has happened time and time again at Hogwarts. Like, I praise the curriculum. Now it's time to, you know, have an issue with it. The way that they hired, I'm sorry, but Hagrid, you know, is he accredited to teach? And, of course, that will come up more in the next chapter. All of the professors for Defense Against Dark Arts. Maybe Lupin is accredited. I would think that that is possible. But was Lockhart? Was Moody even? Even if he wasn't a bad guy?
1: My question on that is accreditation for teachers is clearly not the way it is for us. Here, there's nothing past that. I assume that Harry and Ron go through intense aura training... But there's no, like, oh, we graduated from Hogwarts, now we're going on to university and doing this and this and this and this and learning how to be an effective teacher. Like, I don't know. I don't think there's anything like that.
0: That is a good point. <clears throat> you would think that there would be some sort of, like, think. something. <laughs> like, you would think. Because Trelawney is another one that comes up, it's like, oh, this is just an expert in her field. And you see that elsewhere. But I almost feel like going through everyone that we kind of encounter here, Bins, McGonagall, Grubbly Plank flitwick these are all teachers that are in their position for some other reason why would they choose to have that profession over just being a, an expert in their field i mean we could theorize about right, this Because we don't know but i gotta think that they're originally perhaps right before these books even start some base of like you need a certificate that says you went through xyz yeah there are so many questionable instances of it i would not be surprised if snape did have that sort of accreditation and he's just an asshole like we talked about previously that he is capable and he knows better he could very well be like a very well doing alchemist or something well, but he chose to be a teacher.
1: God, Snape's backstory and all of that. Because Snape and Trelawney are both at Hogwarts for their safety. You know. Well,
0: yeah, there's that too. Yeah.
1: Dumbledore can keep an eye on them and, and keep them safe or whatever. So there's a lot to it. It does make me really wonder. And I think that that's kind of the thing here is that you have a person who not only mm. is not accredited, whatever that means, because who knows what this, but hasn't been around the students either. Like when Haggard becomes a professor, Haggard is a very passionate person and does know a lot about what he's talking about but he's not a professor Like who knows how to teach. That being said, he's been at Hogwarts forever. He's been around the students. He knows how to interact with students. He knows how kids think. He's friends with these kids. She came in here, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know anyone. She doesn't give kids the credit that they're due. These kids have lived through the last four years of Hogwarts. They know that it is not sunshine and rainbows everywhere outside of fucking Hogwarts. In fact, they know sunshine and rainbows aren't even at Hogwarts. They all should definitely want to be like, uh, hold on, I'm not going to try to defend myself.
0: And at this point, what? they're like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about knowing certain things that, specific ages for every age group in this book speaking of capability these kids are so fucking capable and of course we learn a little bit more about that in a few chapters yeah
1: and she's I she came in here and she just wants to like take over and she doesn't even think about the fact that these kids are smarter and better than that i just love when all of the kids just go for her it is not just hermione and, and harry it yeah is, it is kids in the class because they're not idiots
0: yeah obviously Pink bitch gives Harry detention. Unfortunately, Harry can't handle this shit still. He can't. He does, like, completely lose his temper. She fucking sends him out of the classroom to go see McGonagall, which, honestly, is probably the best thing that could have happened at this moment. Because McGonagall does kind of tell him that and sets him straight and, like, hey, you need to learn your temper. There's nothing that I can do. So on and so forth. But here, have some cookies.
1: It is one of the coolest things ever in this entire series. It is. When he is expecting her to just rail on him, she's like, Have a biscuit. And he's like, What the fuck? I was like, when he thought he was gonna get expelled and so he was like, Ooh, would you like to be on the Quidditch team? Yeah. McGonagall continues to be the kind of educator I hope all of us had at least one of, that is more intuitive than I'm here to teach you a thing, I give you a test, we go home. And also smart enough, and good enough, and fair enough to not have favorites. Mm. She handles Harry. She doesn't show him favoritism, except when she wants to win the Quidditch cup, which is fair. And the best way to handle the situation isn't you better shut the fuck up around her, don't talk to her. I should give you detention myself because you're being a stupid boy. She's like, all right. How can I handle the situation and still keep all of us safe from the danger that is this woman? Who reports
0: directly to the minister of magic mm-hmm. she's so on top of it yeah. she's
1: so smart
0: she's a mentor she's a coach oh, i goodness. like that you said that she doesn't play favorites because she doesn't she totally sets him straight without saying it she is basically okay like, hey, i recognize that this person is a sack of fucking shit but think about who she is and you have to act and behave a certain way around her it's perfect is everything that i think you want in a teacher or mm-hmm. something like absolutely. that? absolutely and so it's a great way to end the chapter, too.
1: It is such a good way to end the chapter. Because
0: this day sucks, man. Right?
1: <laughs> I mean, it really did. And, it, you know, what I will say about the little Harry-Umbridge face-off, she knows what she's doing. She goats him into this. She knows that she's going to set him off. And it's very interesting because, like, the whole thing is about Harry losing his temper. And, like, that's kind of what sets it all off. But there's, like, this running through, through the next several chapters of Harry. Don't lose your temper with her. When he is alone with Umbridge, he can hold it together. But when he's in front of other people, he just cannot. And I think that's a fascinating thing about Harry.
0: I think that when it's everybody in the classroom, a big part of it is that she is coming for his integrity in front of everybody else. Including Seamus, including Lavender, including all these people who have already indicated that they don't trust him. Whereas in private, it's almost like he understands that she knows that he is telling the truth. Even during that time in the movie where she gets up and she's like, you know you deserve to be punished, which we will talk about in a second.
1: Well, that's in the next chapter. Oh, yeah. But what you're saying there is right. Because defending himself to her when he knows where she stands versus defending himself to her in front of other people who this time last year they were, like, all friends and getting excited for the Triwizard Tournament that he didn't think he was going to be part of. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole different world there because he has a relationship with all of these classmates. Yeah. And then this bitch is just coming for him. It's got to be hard. Like, I don't know that I'd be able to hold my temper. I
0: think I I would have a big issue, too. Yeah.
1: I think when he does later on in the book and he loses his temper, I think I would not have gone that far. But I get it, you know, and... God bless McGonagall for being like, you really can't do that. But Harry's human. And this is a thing that it really, well, fills into the narrative of, yeah, just being
0: a shit student sometimes, but I'm all for him like losing his temper in this moment. But I think that the big caveat is what McGonagall says. Look at who this she's, is. Yeah,
1: the other thing that McGonagall does is remind Harry to listen to Hermione because you know she was like, "Did you not listen to the speech?" And he's like, "Uh, this." And he like repeats what Hermione yeah. said, and she's like, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Those that's totally what Hermione said." Like she knows, but she also recognizes that relationship too. That she knows that Harry trusts Hermione and that Hermione at least can do her best to also keep Harry in line so she's got an ally there, you know. She's just wonderful. The end of this chapter is
0: yeah. It's much better. It's like what we needed at the end of this oh, this shithole of a chapter. Do you have a game? I do. It's what not a the... very exciting game. Oh, well, I'm you've already set me up for disappointment. What is it? Would you rather? <laughs>
1: Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather have all of your Care of Magical Creatures classes in the Forbidden Forest, in the fucking spider, what's his name? Aragog's lair. Okay. All of your years at Hogwarts. Okay. Or have Bitchface teach every class for one year.
0: Okay. I was about to be like, what does this have to do with the chapter? We don't have mag- your magical creatures. Bitch but face. Bitch well,
1: face. originally I was going for someone with Bins because he is in the chapter and I was like, no, that's an that's easy one. That's too easy.
0: So I was like, mm, no, nah, we're going to go with spiders. Spiders. I pick spiders. You pick spiders? Yeah, because yes. I'd rather have a big old spider post than a big old pink piece of shit motherfucking <laughs> ass dick hole <laughs> Trying to teach puss. you transfiguration or something yeah you know what on the flip side I I mean I would end up murdering her I think that's what (laughs) would happen I would end up murdering her somehow uh, we'd get in two weeks and she'd be dead but I think like if murdering her was not an option I would probably still be like let's go with Aragog
1: my favorite thing about would you rather is that it's never a would you rather and so this is what I would do yeah which makes it so much better what I would do is I would take the Umbridge route and then during Care of Magical Creatures I would
0: drag her out to Eric Goff's lair and let him eat her. Same thing. <laughs> Same exact thing. Yeah. If I pick Umbridge, she's dying one way or the other. <laughs> you would bring her into that lair and the spiders would be like, ew, no.
1: I'd be like, nah, this go get the This is
0: <laughs> I would probably choose the Umbridge route if, you know, there was that caveat of, okay, there's something I could do. Maybe I just wouldn't go to class. Fred and George myself out of that's there. That's right. So that's, that's another option. <laughs> At the, like, pure level of each of those spiders. So, there are no spiders in this movie.
1: Do you want to do points? Or no,
0: points are after movie. Points are the very last thing. My How brain. long have
1: we been doing this podcast? I, I have liquor in my alcohol now. <laughs> uh, y- y- yes.
0: <laughs> there are no spiders, but there is that origami bird but we're gonna be that like, the bitch destroys yeah which immediately opens it up as a premise of hey look at this rancid bitch and she does it so like matter-of-factly she talks to them like they're children ordering wizarding levels oh l's bitch they know their abcs right this is fifth year not kindergarten it, and muggle world there are some elements where i feel like she is a little bit worse in the movie than she is in the book
1: well i think that it's important for them to show how terrible she is because we don't get as much time with her we don't get the full classroom fighting with her we literally just get harry and i mean hermione does start hermione does start it i love the camaraderie of the whole class in the book and we don't get that in the
0: movie they all look perplexed in the movie yeah i will say that
1: Obviously, like every episode of this is just gonna be it. Like, she's brilliant.
0: She is. She's so good. And
1: she does it in such a way that she makes you hate her without her opening her mouth. Yeah. Without her doing anything. That's what they have to do because it's a fucking movie. Yeah.
0: Well, I even think of like how she's always like, we're going to be friends. And she teaches them like they're babies. And then the moment anybody opens their mouth, it's Hermione. Like, oh, so we're not going to lose spells. She does this condescending laugh and everything. You have this air until somebody opens their mouth. Like, that's how, like, thinly veiled it is. But,
1: like, I love how she does the thing where she, she has her back turned and she's like, snaps it out. Students will raise their hands when this week or whatever. And she turns around and she is, like, sweet as pie that we don't want to eat. And we mm-hmm. usually want to eat all the pie. It's so
0: good. She the, is way- the pie from The Help mm. with the shit in it.
1: It's just so good. Like, they do such a good job of showing that in the simplest, easiest way.
0: That's something else that I noticed is that in the book from the beginning, she is all about her rules and stuff, but it's once Harry speaks up that she needs people to raise their hands. That is a really good indication that we didn't really see in the movie. When she's doing the speech, she does this whole thing again. It's like, we're going to be great friends. And then something flicks a switch where she's like, the ministry, blah, blah, blah. They have both their fists up my gaping asshole. (laughs) And it's almost like she turns robotic. That was that instance where she goes from like sweet as shit pie to being (laughs) mecha hitler. Yeah, there's so many like little nuances and stuff. And you're totally right. This is in the next chapter because we don't get anything from this chapter and the next chapter that really isn't umbrage which is we we get a few other little details that we'll talk about next time but when she is like waiting for him to come in or waiting for him to start writing his lines where she's just standing there looking out the window or something and you hate her so much because of how complacent she is in her perfect little pink world and it's ugh, it, it really is so perfect.
1: It's so well done. Like I said, I've already said that I missed the camaraderie of the class. I also very much missed the McGonagall thing.
0: I miss that too. I think that is the biggest thing that... I, I do agree. I would have loved to see that camaraderie, but I think McGonagall missing is the biggest.
1: Except for, you know, the two people who speak up are people of color, and God forbid they get moments in the movie, but okay. Oh
0: yeah, that's a very Cause good it's, point. Because
1: it's Dean and Pavardi Yeah, flipping off the fucking movie.
0: With that, both, Dean and Privati get points along with Ron and Hermione. They all get five. For speaking up, I do think that Ron speaks up at one point too. He does. So those four that I gave five points to. Of course, ten to Angelina as well. because She's I mean, Angelina, yeah. I love her. I'm also giving ten to Harry because it's just such a bad day. It's not his best chapter by any means, but up to this point, he was actually having total negative ten points, so I brought him back up to zero. So Harry's at zero. Aw,
1: Harry. <laughs>
0: uh, everything around him is making things worse and worse so he could use some points. And then plus fifty to McGonagall. Hell yeah. For obvious reasons. And then we're gonna take negative five away from Sir Duggan and also Peeves because what Peeves uh, does cost him.
1: so annoying. We he didn't does. talk about that either. Why is he allowed there? It's yeah. just
0: like one other thing of get the fuck out of my way. This is not the day for it. So I put him and Sir Cadogan in like the same same grouping there. And then of course, I think it's 75 because she don't belong there either.
1: You don't take points from Snape?
0: No. Like no, you said, like, he's you're like, it's his normal bullshit. Back girl. on his bullshit. I know. It's just what he does. Oh, I hate him so much. Next time we will be discussing No Chapter. That's right, we're done talking about this book. Yeah. But we finished we got to pink tree figure we're done. But, you know, we've had enough. No, we have our second special episode of the season, and this time it's a familiar voice. We're gonna be hanging out with Ashley. Yeah Ashley Frederick Brubaker. <coughs> All right. how, yeah, tell us how you really feel about her. <laughs> And she is going to be discussing some of the occupational hazards about what oh, it is like to work Hogwarts. at Hogwarts. So It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be another like interesting little themed episode. And in fact, this is kind of if you think about it, our first themed episode where we look at an aspect of the series as our last one was about movies, obviously. Oh. So
1: So yeah, we'll do that next time. So join us. Join us in Ashley.
0: Yes.